here until 1230, where Dion Miller picks it up with the pregame for the White Sox and Diamondbacks. White Sox trying to grab at least just one of three at home against the losing Diamondbacks. 1230, the pregame. Connor and DJ on the call. First pitch at 110. Dylan Cease on the mound. Needs to see some offense today. So Joe, Brian, wants to jump in on uh, ESPN 1000 from Mundelein. What up, Joe? Welcome, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I've been a Sox fan 70 years, and I want to know, where is Rick Hahn during all this? He put this team together. It is deplorable what he put on the field. No right fielder, no left fielder. A catching that can't even is deplorable. Second base, they don't know what they're doing. And Makata, great defense when he shows up. I listened yeah, right. to your program yesterday. I couldn't get out of the car because it was so interesting about the ownership. And you make a really good point. The owners don't collect until they get their money. Are they going to sell this team to Vegas? Uh I I don't I don't know what their intentions are, but that's one thanks, Jeff. For those who who weren't listening yesterday, uh, I was told by someone who's well aware of the ownership structure that it's not a year to year basis. It's not how much revenue they're generating. It's not. It's how not many tickets, about winning. Not not necessarily. And we no. heard you know Jesse Rogers uh, joined us and said you know they're one of four teams that won't give out a hundred million dollar contracts, which is, give- which is old school. It's too old school. And, in the, in the fact is they're about winning if it fits their business plan. Right. And they don't allow opt outs. So if you're, if you're a superstar and you want to opt out two years into a five-year deal, thanks, but no, thanks we're, we have no interest in you, which automatically uh, would, would curtail your uh, chase of uh, elite talent. I would think mm-hmm. um, agents are going to say, oh, okay. Not well, when then. every other team is like, yeah, we're all about it. Yeah. Not when 26 other teams are all about that. Um, but that said that it doesn't matter if they're only, you know, is the conversation start was, well, I mean, you can, he doesn't. It doesn't seem like Jerry really is maximizing revenue. You know, if you're averaging twenty three thousand, and the North Side just opens the gates and they get thirty thousand, even when they're, you know, putting out whatever they're putting out this year. Um, if I was an owner, I'm like, hey, can we can we step up our game and and you know go out and get Bryce Harper or actually land a guy like that? Um, and I was told no because it's like a long term bond. You just all the owners will get paid. And Jerry owns about 20% of the team. He's the chairman. He makes the decisions, and they all trust him. And that's why he gets all the attention. But, you know, just because he's the chairman, you would think that he would have had a bigger piece of the team, which is fascinating to a lot of people. But the fact of the matter is that every everyone who signed on to that knew what the the payoff was, and I was told the payoff is if and when they sell. And it's appreciated from nineteen million over the decades to one point seven six billion. Forbes says, which is maybe a more. nice markup. And it's not yeah. it's not valued as uh, other teams are. But when you're making that kind of margin, that's yeah. when they get their money. When when if and when Jerry says it's time to sell, and then they'll all get their big check. So they, does that they, sound like you can put a winning team together under that business approach? Well, I mean, you can put a playoff team together. We saw it last year, right? But they flamed out in the first series, and, and now it looks like they're not even going to, you know, get into the. And first this was series. the year they're going to win it all. We were told. Well, that and that's you know, I said I used the word when you asked what word would you use to describe your feeling. I duped because, like you, I bought the bill of goods, and yes. I thought, okay, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And we had reason to, right? Not just because of what Rick Hahn said, but we had players. We saw what they could do, at least in a very short amount of time, and thought, okay, we've got these young studs. This was a big trade we made with the Cubs to get Jimenez. Uh, Luis Robert, he's he's been great. And you know what? Um, he, he's had some injury problems, but Luis is not a complaint of mine. It's Grandal, Mancata are and, the and, big ones. And Rick Hahn for not... And Rick Hahn. Right. I'm talking about and, players, but Rick Hahn, but, absolutely. Because our caller just went through it. And, you know, Jesse's been talking about no left-handed power forever. No power, period. And, you know, tell me about the injuries all you want. Everyone has them. You know, maybe not to this degree. The white, the Cubs have, again, not the expectations were, were nil. But right. they've used many more players in throughout their season than the White Sox have yep. um, in games. But the fact of the matter is... I went over it yesterday. The the ERA, the teams are almost identical, and all we were told is this bullpen is among the best in baseball. This is a, that's insane. Hey, we've got Vincent. Uh, we're talking about uh, you just brought up injuries. Uh, Vincent wants to jump in from Rogers Park. I think he probably wants to hit on that. Hey, Vincent, you're on ESPN One Thousand. Hey, how are you? Um, so we throughout the season we've been blaming all sorts of people for the White Sox struggles, Tony La Russa, ownership, X, Y, and Z. A lot of fingers to point. But um are there some fingers to point at the at the training staff? I mean, I know we had a shortened uh uh spring training this year, but I mean Grandal has so been did hurt other teams, all year. Though, right? <clears throat> Everyone did. Uh, yeah. yeah. Moncada's been hurt. Eloy's been hurt. Lance Lynn is hurt. Uh, 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 Kopech has been hurt. Crochet out for the year. Mendick, I know that kind of wasn't his fault. Um, but it just, but Robert, been so, Robert's been banged yes, up too. Luis yeah. Robert. Yeah. There's been so many injuries. I just wanted to get your take on um, is um, is the training staff culpable? Hey, well, I Vincent, every- I don't know. I, I'm not qualified to answer that. It, it would seem that there's got to be something there, but to what degree? I, I, and I'm with you, Mark. Everything should be on the table for CSI White Sox after the that season. That is right? a brilliant. You know, I'm going to watch the Bear. Well, actually, I finished the Bear. Now that should be the next FX series. CSI White Sox, or whoever does the CSI franchise. And, and CSI is whatever. I mean, CSI White Sox. Whenever, do, whenever you're going to dissect the season and all that went wrong, and unfortunately, the owner we know isn't going to change the manager unless Tony goes to him and says, you know, it didn't work out and, and you're taking a lot of heat and it, it's time for me to move on. But I don't think that's Tony. Uh, I don't think Tony's going off on a losing note and a losing record. If it's a losing record, I mean, even if it's a 500 middling record, um, I don't think Tony's ego would allow him to walk away from this thing. Um, and, and he would well, maybe he'll to, just get tired. It won't be a question of ego. Well, He's he just was tired. tired when he came in. Well, and we've seen him tired during games. I get oh, that. Oh, good Lord. I mean, but so, but everything, I, look, 90, and I know people don't think the manager matters. Jesse said it yesterday. Yes, they do. And I'm, I'm I, with them. They do. They do. They do. Absolutely. Um, he, any other situation, you know, if his name wasn't Tony LaRusso and the owner's name wasn't Jerry Reinsdorf, he would have been fired six times by now. Uh, be, just because it's what you do in baseball. Hey, here's then, a question. A.J. Hinch, yeah. that was the rumored choice of Rick Hahn. If right. Larusa wasn't forced down his throat, would we, under A.J. Hinch, be in this situation right now? It, it, you know, it, it's, it's hard to I, say I know that, I, but yeah, I'd like to think I mean, probably I don't what, not. I, don't, I haven't been watching enough of the Tigers to know, you know what exactly, how that went off the rails as quickly as it did, right? But 
you know, you look at what the Phillies did and they launched Joe Girardi and it, it happens. Sometimes it's just a bump for a couple of weeks. Well, that's been a bump for a couple months and they're playing playoff type baseball now. Now right? Toronto bounced their head coach uh, or their manager, I should say. But like in you know, the first month, right? No, 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 no. It was it was after it was after um, uh, the Girardi, Phillies right? made the change. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. after that. And it was a surprise. And I'm not sure what their record has been since then. If that's well, made they, a, uh, as big a difference, the of, they've been pounding the Yankees of late. I mean, the well, it, have... it probably has made some sort of positive difference. Certainly, it has with the Phillies. Oh, it absolutely has with the Phillies. I mean, there's no arguing that. But I mean, the, the the point is that the team's expectations would have dictated a change at a minimum in the dugout at at certain points of the season, and certainly with some of the questionable, you know decisions in game let alone the attitude of the team or lack see, of energy. that's the stuff we see right brian the right. questionable decisions in game it's like okay this is obviously not working but what what it, behind the scenes that we're not seeing is not working you, we can we you could read body language there's no urgency yeah. no slouching you know okay you get a couple of games in a row they start getting happy they lose one it throws them off track then they're back to the slouching and just dour faces and no urgency and uh you know it just isn't the right feel right and it, it's been going on in baseball forever where you don't change out 25 players 26 whatever that you change out the manager yep. right yep. that's what you do and and it doesn't mean you get the Phillies result or effect, but it's at some point you say this isn't working. And like I said, if you, if, if Frank Menachino is the only change, and I'm not even guaranteed that's a change coming. I mean, I I would not be shocked if nothing changed because that that would be so. And White that's Sox. sad. And that's sad. But yeah. you're right. That would be so White Sox. Right. I mean, it, it, and I think most White Sox fans' worlds, there should be massive change. Absolutely. Everything should be on the table. Okay, why did this happen? Why did all the injuries happen? Why did you know? Why do we lose the first game of every series one out of three? You know, two out of three times. Why is it that you know our, our bullpen wasn't nearly what we thought it was? Yeah. Why do we make errors on the base path? Where's our baseball IQ? Go to River know? Grove. George wants to talk about change here. Let's get him in on ESPN One Thousand. Hey, George. Everything must change. Everything must change. And whoever said. Nothing will change. You hit it right on the head. These people. Well, it's so White Sox, right? If nothing changes, if they believe that everything is okay. No, I'm saying that the people that run the show don't want it. They don't even change their underwear. Okay, they don't want nothing to change. They want to keep on cashing their paychecks. You see, that's square one. And if they can't, if they're out, if they change something, they're afraid that they'll lose their job. You see, and so they're not changing nothing. That's the sad part. What you have to understand is that there's 30 teams, all trying to, 30 organizations, they're all trying to do the same thing you're doing. And so what you have to understand is that there can be only one. And if you're not one of the top four or five teams, then whatever you're doing is wrong and you have to change up. That is, that's what makes the world go round. You have to identify and eliminate your own self-destructive tendencies. Otherwise, you will never maximize your performance success. You must strike out into uncharted territory. And this organization... That's not Jerry know, Reinsdorf at all. That's exactly, exactly mundo. Very good, sir. All right. Thank you, Fonzie. All right, George from River Grove. <laughs> I think that's where it, came from, it comes from. Exactly hey. mundo. 
think the front office changes their Brady underwear? <laughs> I see. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, you're way too young to have that kind of approach there, Jake Cantu. <laughs> but I thought the same thing as soon as George said it. <laughs> we started the show talking about going Full off circle. our tongue. For old yeah. circle, we yeah. always find it. Yeah, always find it eventually. Sometimes there's a rocky uh, a trip there. But we can get there. All right, 312-332-3776. Ken is on hold. We'll get him on the other side of the break. We'll wrap up the Twitter polls and get you ready for pregame. I have an injury to talk about after the break, too. It's, oh, did you did you pull a hammy? No, no, no. Okay. But it was it happened in a football game yesterday, and it's uh, I, I think we need to talk about it. And you know, thankfully, Justin Fields was very healthy and had a good game. But you know, okay. things can happen All in right, the preseason We'll, we'll game. hit upon it. We'll okay. do that after this on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. ESPN 1000 breaking news. Hanley pulled a hammy or a groin yesterday watching college football. Is that what you said? Do I have that wrong? No, no, I... It reminds me of Daryl Sutter, or no, Brian Sutter one time. Someone pulled a groin for the second time in a season, and he's at the podium and said, good thing he only has two. <laughs> Brian went exactly bedside manner when it came to injuries. <laughs> uh, so the Baltimore rate, we talked, Sam Darnold has a high uh, ankle sprain, which sometimes can be worse than a um, a break, right, because it, it the tissue injury, it takes much longer, but they say four to six weeks, so he, he, you know, Carolina will be, I guess, Baker Mayfield gets to step up and, and not just do commercials, but to throw the ball again. He doesn't so, live in that Cleveland stadium anymore. No, they he? may turn over the 200 keys that he had on the ring. <laughs> right. I think some people are anyway, that that whole thing is icky with the Deshaun Watson thing. Uh, um, yeah. Bad news. Again, that's the if, if we have to find a way to say pace, job well done, I know it's real hard, but we didn't get to Sean Watson. For a while yeah. there, we thought that was a miss. Yeah, like a that huge was a miss. Hit. That yeah. was a hit, as we found out now. Okay, so the Baltimore Ravens last night had an injury. The, the mascot, Poe, as in Edgar Allen, went down on the field in a halftime game. Um, the, the mascot with the feathers took a tumble. Uh, they were having a uh, halftime game where the Amateur Athletic Union Baltimore Youth Football Team was playing against a team of mascots, including the University of Delaware's UD and the Baltimore Orioles' bird and the Washington Capitals' slap shot. Tough to get all those guys in the same spot on the same day. They had to clear the calendars. Yeah, sure. It was a fun game which featured a touchdown by the Oriole bird. He's a keeper in your fantasy league. Uh, came to a scary halt after Poe tried to escape an opponent's tackle, according to the Baltimore Sun, and um, Poe was carted off the field. I oh. mean, it's it's not, you know. Is that a special stretcher for a mascot? Yeah, it's an oversized stretcher. Um, well, they, he, their heads are huge. Yeah, and I don't think, they look, he didn't take his hat. You're not, as a mascot, you never take the head off, right? No matter. That is a special, like, ma- a special stretcher. I didn't know that the, you needed one. No, I mean, you're not allowed. It's like the part of the rule book. You sure. never ruin the, the illusion, right? So right. you can't, even if the doctor wants to take a look at you, but... Poe immediately used his feathers to grab his leg after the fall, and the medical staff soared to his aid. Oh, well, that's crazy oh, writing boy. right there. There's See the writer and Brian Hanley right there. No, I didn't write it. <laughs> okay. Somebody else. I wouldn't write it. Yeah, that wouldn't get past the copy desk back when they had him. Um, the staff carted the bird off the field before the second half of the game. 
he was heard to say never more uh, on his way out. Oh, no, that's that's a, a point. Um, but he, he gave the, the thumbs up and uh, they had to find a substitution. What, there's like three fingers on each hand for a mascot. <laughs> so you think it's the thumb. <laughs> Whatever. But uh, they had to find uh, a, I, apparently there's a backup uh, mascot waiting in the wings. Is oh, it really? See what I did there? Yeah, waiting yeah, in the wings. Yeah, waiting in the wings. Uh, nice. And so, you know, this, the, the second string pole took over after the game. Um, so how is there an IL listing on online for all the mascots there on uh, injured reserve? Yeah, I, I don't know. And I, I would like an update today. They day-to-day. Um, is he day-to-day? Is day? Oh, who isn't? Um, <laughs> well, that's true. Well, and this goes back, it says in the story, uh, Poe isn't the first mascot to be carted off the field for an injury. Your guy, Chip the Buffalo, uh, University of Colorado. My guy, yeah. Yeah. Shot himself with a T-shirt cannon in 2018. <laughs> he had it pointed the wrong way. And the, which, I mean, Wait, think about he, he just jacked himself in the face with the T-shirt in the, gun? In the, in the gut. Oh, in the gut, and, right. And those things can Because that'll like, knock your head off. And, of course, you, can, you can't have your head come off no, if you're a mascot. No, not as a mascot. You're absolutely no. not. You're not allowed. Even so if he it's took the, one to the tummy. Oh, I hope it was. And usually tummy. the mascots have like a padded tummy. You would think that that would have helped. Maybe not. Well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> those things can re- reach like the second balcony, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. You're, you you're taking a shot. That's a shot. You're taking if, a if shot. It, it, if it wasn't the gut, if it was south of the border, chips not having any little chips. And I didn't know what. You, you know what? If if there is not a movement for mascots to wear cups, there should be no. Well, mascot safety should be paramount. Absolutely. Um, I think yeah. I, I, there's OSHA requirements, I'm sure. Oh, good Lord. And he went down like he was shot because he was. Of course. Yeah. I would have, um, too. And, and I don't know if the backup mascot was chip off the old block. But, oh, jeez. Um, Here we go. <laughs> but, now you wrote that. I don't know if no, you saw, yes, too. Uh, speaking of injuries, um, I thought one of those kids were going to get injured. I don't know if you saw Blooper, the Atlanta Braves mascot. While they were playing the game, there was a, a run he took on the outside, and he threw about stiffed arm like four kids going to the end. Really? Zone. Yeah. It was all over sports. Somebody and needs to have a talk with the guy inside of that suit saying, you know what? I know that you think you're cool knocking down the kids, but it's not a good look. The mascots are happy and fun. They're the friends of the kids. Well, didn't the San Diego chicken, Ted Julianus or whatever, didn't he run into a little issue? Because when, when he was in, in the chicken outfit, he got a little touchy-feely with some people. Oh, yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. See, you can use that outfit for so many excuses. Yeah, right. I mean, things you get arrested things on. Things you can get away with as a mascot. Yeah, things you would get arrested, well, maybe not in Chicago. Um, they'd probably put you on electronic monitoring. You'd be out in an hour. But, yeah, things you, you really can't go grabbing people in their privates. But some mascots... They got like, away with it, but the world yeah. is catching up to mascots now, yeah. too. yeah. So if you're a mascot, keep your head on and keep yourself in the straight and narrow. Anyway, thoughts and prayers to Paul. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, that's uh, that's tough news, Brian. That I know. Uh, look, it, it, NFL, it, it's a tough game. And, um, it, you know, it happens in the preseason. This is why a lot of teams won't you play their mascots during the preseason. Absolutely not. Right. No, you have they, your, your fourth stringer mascots. Yeah. And, I, again, I saw how much... Benny the Bull made it one year in a couple of years. I mean, and he was really good. The the guy, you know, he, he's moved on. But I, he was clocking in like quarter of a million dollars a year. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the good ones, they bank, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to know. stay healthy. I don't know if he got to take yeah. the Benny Mobile with him when he retired. But um, 
trick yeah. is you have to stay healthy. Have to yeah. stay. There's no guaranteed well, money for a mask. The only the best ability is availability, right? Yep, that's what I hear. Yeah. All right, so uh, Twitter polls. We have to wrap them up. Uh, first one, Brian. Which team will be the first to make the playoffs? Sky's in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, Sky is in the playoffs. So the next team to make the playoffs, which would be uh, your choice between the Bears, Blackhawks, Cubs, White Sox. Jake Cantu has the look at this Twitter poll and how it's turned out. For and us. the Sky played a night at seven thirty. They do. Game. Just Congrats to, to the Sky again. Um, uh, this is the closest one I think that we've ever had. Uh, which team will be the first to make the playoffs? And it's almost a tie with the Bears edging it out, 39.8%, the White Sox at 38.3%. And I can't okay, believe I used the word edge. That, you know, think about that, though. I mean, the Bears are starting a rebuild, and they, they're they basically neck and neck uh, with so the White Sox. So here's what happened, right? The Bears won yesterday, and Justin looked good, so everybody's high recency over that. Recency bias. Yeah, yeah, recency bias. And the White Sox, just because we've been told and what they, they lost should yesterday. be. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I guess there's hope. I don't know what people are smoking. I mean, boy. Yeah. Uh, After watching the preseason, what is your confidence level in the Bears? Four choices. More confident, less confident, same, or wake me up in 2024. What's it look like, Jake? Well, I think the the fans uh, who voted also had some streamers and balloons out because they're more confident at 50.3% with the Bears. And why wouldn't you be? Yeah, I mean, we'll, you know what? I mean, uh, right. Uh, it's uh, early celebration, but we deserve as much. We deserve to see something positive and be happy about it. Yeah, I, 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 I like what I've seen. I mean, I just it looks like professionals are running the outfit. Doesn't mean it guarantees you anything, but it's better than nobody's talking Super Bowl here. But we are yeah, talking no, improvement. No, no and the bar was low, but that's okay. If, is is and the bar still low? It I is mean, every week. It just inches up. Inches up. All right, uh, we brought the uh, Xander Rock poll back because uh, summer's still around. It ain't over till it's over, but uh, we've had a full slate of spring and summer concerts after the pandemic locked things down for a couple years. Wondering what your concert style is. On a blanket at Ravinia, mosh pit at the Aragon, seats at the amphitheater. Uh, what's that look like, Jake? Amphitheater runs uh, away with this poll with 55.1%. All right, yeah, that's that's right in the middle there, right, Brian? That's kind of maybe you won't go to an amphitheater, but that's a that's a band that's right in the middle. That's a, if you're going to a show and you're at a mosh pit at the Aragon, you're in it. And uh, if you're on a blanket at Ravinia, that is very very casual, like almost yeah. like a concert's not happening. I was I'm at Ravinia and I took I I saw Santana there. I did not do the on the blanket stuff. I went right to the auditorium, got the seat, had to see the band. Yeah, and, You're too and far be, removed. Otherwise, exactly. That there's a connection. I mean, that's what makes a concert great. There's a back and forth and an energy. I did have right? cheese, though. Well, yeah, I love cheese. So yeah. I always have cheese. But also, I mean, I like a I like a seat back. If yeah. I'm not standing, yeah. you know, the laying on the blanket thing that gets old in yes, about twenty minutes, yes, especially us old guys. All yeah. right, we're going to wrap things up here. Pre-game with Dion Miller next, and Connor and DJ on the call. First pitch at one ten. Sox taking on the Diamondbacks. Dylan Cease is on the mound. Zach Davies for the other guys. We got to pull one out and get one win, yeah. and uh, hopefully we can get that done. Thank you to Courtney Cronin. She joined us on the program today to talk Bears. Thank you to Jake Cantu. Perfectly run show as usual. Brian, always a slice. We'll see you again next weekend here on ESPN 1000. Everybody enjoy your day and let's go White Sox.